0: Let's go. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode. It's your girl, Breed, from Free With Breed. So I'm gonna make this one a bit snappy today, but pretty important, and it might really resonate with you, might not. But for me, doing this was one of the biggest, most monumental parts of my recovery. And I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, But looking back, it was absolutely what I needed, what I needed. So I will go into that in a second. First, I just want to pop in and just say a quick kind of like a quick shout out to the girls if they're listening who are in the group coaching program, the Unleashed program that just kicked off last week. They are killing it. They are so in it, so ready to change, putting in the work learning the content, practicing, chatting with each other in the group chat. It's so cool. Such an awesome group of women and we had our first group call yesterday last night actually and it was so I did, I I can't even find a good adjective for it. I want to say nice, but I was like that's the worst adjective in the world. Um it was just so refreshing to see all these women who have been struggling with a really similar thing and they're all just ready now. They're on this path to recovery and Everyone's just so sweet and open. So, if anyone was unsure as to whether they wanted to join this round, don't worry. There's going to be another round early next year. So, keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears, <laughs> whichever one. And um, yeah, we can make sure to get you on the next round. So, into this episode. What I want to talk about, it seems pretty broad, but when applied to your life in a specific way will be life-changing. And it's really about, okay, how can you enrich your life such that it starts fulfilling the unmet needs that you have right now that are potentially driving you to binge? So let me go through my own personal example. So you might see what I'm talking about. So rewind to... Well, let's go. Let's just go to the, like the worst parts of my binging. In university, I had no social life. The few friends that I had were not even my kind of people. Like, I was just latching on to almost the easiest person to make friends with, um, just so I had someone, but I didn't enjoy being with that person. It wasn't the kind of conversation I liked. So, even where I did have social time, it was unfulfilling so I felt extremely lonely I didn't feel like I had anywhere to express my true self and just be like my jokey silly self so I was lonely social life was down the drain and on top of that I felt like I had really no purpose looking back I did not enjoy my university course I can't even say that there was one module over the three years that like I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting, this is so cool. I did mathematics just because I thought I was good at it and career options are great. So I didn't enjoy the courses, so I was skipping class a lot, plus skipping to just isolate because I was scared of what people were thinking about my body and my weight gain. So I felt no purpose. I had no motivation to study or really dive into any of the material. And then no other part of my life did I feel like this is my passion, this is what I want to be doing. So it was just all so directionless. I was sleeping until like 4 p.m some days, even until 8 p.m some days, just like completely inverted, like sleeping all day, staying up all night, binging. It was just really honestly a mess. My life was so sad and dull and unfulfilled, so disconnected and so bored. I had an incredible amount of free time that I was just like not utilizing at all for anything worthy I was I even remember at one time I almost felt proud that I was like watching like 25 different tv series at once in any given week it was crazy so that was at the worst but then even as I drift forward and I look at About four years ago, when I moved back to London to start working, and I found a job that I didn't really like, I was just doing it to get a job. So it was just in marketing, I never dreamt of doing marketing. Got into that, and that gave me some sense of purpose, some sense of direction. I had to get up every day, I had to get dressed, I had to you know, look presentable and get to work and have more routine in my life, which was so beneficial for me. From that moment of getting that job, my binging decreased significantly. Like if I was at, if I was at like hundred percent, the worst my binging had ever been, it probably went down to like 60% or something. So still binging often several times a week, but nowhere near as debilitating as it was before. So had more purpose. So I'd enriched my life in that sense, but I didn't feel you know super passionate or anything. So that was still missing. My social life also started to look up because having working in that company, it was a startup of like eight of us. So it was a really close knit community. You just hung out with each other all day. You knew each other and you all became friends. And that was something I had missed for a long time, just having a small community and not feeling lost in a sea of like everyone at university and not finding my place. So that also helped massively. I finally started making deep connections because you're spending all day with these people and not just the hour or two at class like I was in university with people. So that was another major enrichment in my life. And As I said, like none of these were necessarily like super purposeful. I was not like, let me get a job. So I I have routine. So I stop binging. Let me work at a place where there's not many people so I can get close to people and stop binging so much. It wasn't like that. But when I look back, those were key drivers of releasing the binge a little bit. Then I would say there was still, there were still a few more pieces to put together. I would say in terms of social life, it was still very confined to the workplace, not much after work. I would be at work, have fun, but then rush straight home and potentially wanna binge or just, I was living at home um, on my own at that time for like two years. So I had full freedom to binge. So then I'd say a next step for me was really letting my social life flourish. So adding lots more fun into after work And that came together when I, I had hired, because I was like always hiring interns at um, my company. I was like the only one who would like go out their way to get interns. So I kind of only just hired people that I thought were fun and I'd like get along with because what they had to do was just like pretty simple stuff. So I was like, okay, at the very least, let me just enjoy who I get to work with. So I, I hired these two girls and They're now like really close friends. Um, But those two and then another girl at work, we just became this like close-knit group and it was so fun and playful and silly. It's the first time I'd had that with relationships in so long, like laughing our asses off, off. Like I remember if anyone's in the UK or maybe the US or actually Australia too. So Love Island was on TV that summer and so was the World Cup and um we made a joke that we'd add one we'd um make a video an entry video of one of our friends to get on the show so in an office in a meeting room in the office we like booked it out for an hour or two and we filmed her her application video and it was the funniest thing of our lives i still have it and sometimes we reminisce and it was just like so silly um anyway so it was so fun and then we started going out and then that social circle got bigger and you know the more you say yes to things the more people invite you to things and before I knew it I was going to all these summer parties and it was such a great time I just had way less reason to binge before we go on I just wanted to jump in and let you know about something that could really really help you out So if you've been loving these episodes and all of the tips and it's been super helpful, but you just need a bit more structure and direction, then check out my 30-day reboot course. It's an online course, so you can literally start today. 30 days of content, so each day you get new content in written form, video form, or audio, just to keep it nice and fresh. The content is exactly the same as what I go through in one-to-ones, so it's amazing value for money. You get some lovely audio meditations along the way as well. And we have a Facebook group so you know you're not alone. There are plenty of others in there. So if you are sick of waiting around and want your life back, you're so ready to kick binge eating out of your life and return to that relaxed, confident, happy version of you that you know is in there deep down inside, then this course is literally made for you. And best of all, it's just the price of a trip to Zara or Topshop, but it is worth so much more than that. It's eye-opening and life-changing, as one past alumni put it. So if that sounds good to you, head over to my website to sign up today, or just scroll down to the show notes. I'll pop a link in there too. All right, let's get back into today's episode. In that moment in my life where I felt so much more relaxed and fun and just like my old self again, that was when I met my now boyfriend. And that was another key piece for me because he was such a safe healing space for me. And like, obviously he had no idea. I didn't know it at the start, but when I look back again, I understand that that relationship was so safe and healing something that I had lacked for my entire my entire adult life. Like I'd never had a intimate relationship with someone that was so supportive and loving and accepting. I had spent years in very toxic relationships. So that was another key piece for me. I had spent years in these toxic relationships fighting for that person to love me or accept me or... Basically, give me the validation that I couldn't give myself. And then finally, I met this person who allowed me to settle and it, it did take time. Um, I think that relationship itself allowed me to just come back to who I am and give me the confidence in being able to be who I am and not have to people please and not have to be desperate for someone else to love them. And I hope, yeah, it did happen over time. But when I look back, it was so important for me. And it's not to say like, oh, you should just go get a boyfriend and it's going to fix you. No, I think it's just we're such social creatures. And whether it's a boyfriend, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coach, whether it's your mother, having there's nothing wrong with having a healing relationship as long as, you know, there's no codependency and you feel like if that relationship ended or you no longer had that person that you're not gonna slide back into who you were like the point of it being healing is it takes you from one place to another and gives you the strength to just stay in that that new evolved version of you anyway um i'm going off on tangent but the point of all of this Oh wait, hang on, one more thing. I actually remembered. Another thing that was enriching was living with someone. So after two years of living alone, which you guys probably know, you just have full freedom to binge in peace. There's no accountability, none of that. And also it just means a lot more loneliness, which I was already struggling with. Um, My mom came, moved to London and we lived together for a year or a year and a half before I moved out with my boyfriend. But um That also helped a lot, a lot to not be on your own all the time. So to recap, a career, uh, having a job that gave me routine, purpose, social life at work, feeling accepted, feeling like I can relax and just be me, social life outside of work flourishing, lots of fun and play and joy that I'd been missing so much. And then finding love in a really safe place Um, something that I hadn't had before, and then living with someone, not being so alone. And all of those helped fulfill needs that I just hadn't had met for so long, like at least eight years, all of those needs weren't met. I, it met the need of, you know, being bored and lacking direction, lacking purpose, feeling unfulfilled in my life, disconnected, sad, lonely, all of those things were met and that those were a lot of things all at once and that happened over a two-year period after which it was another bunch of key things, smaller things that really fine-tuned it, got me completely out of binging, which I can go through in another episode but these were the biggest levers. Without them, I don't think I would have got out of binging. So it's really like looking at, okay, what in your life, these big needs that aren't being met. I know a lot of people DM me saying boredom is a big one, loneliness. Um, yeah, just uh, loneliness is a really big one that I hear. So finding out, okay, how can I start to actually change my life show up in a different way to enrich my life so for me you know I actively got the job I actively allowed myself to be friends with the girls at work and really let myself shine like I hadn't in so long and then the more you do it the easier it gets it's this positive cycle where yeah things just flourish without you even trying in the end so really understand okay what emotions do I need to address can I enrich and it's not necessarily bypassing them and pretending okay I'm I'm bored all the time let me just like cover this up with stuff or I'm lonely all the time let me just let me just like call people every night when I get home from work you definitely want to let yourself feel it and like really understand where it's coming from and not just bypass it but then it's really about okay how can I How can I really design my life in a way that's going to add so much more pleasure and indulgence and all these things I've deprived myself of, whether it's purposefully or not? That's where you really want to, really want to take things. So that's what I got to say on that topic. Never something that I've, I don't think I've talked about it too much before, but yeah, when I really piece together my recovery those are all huge pieces for me and I think any one of them that had happened on their own without the others it probably wouldn't have been enough but it was just like all these huge puzzle pieces coming together where I had been deprived for like eight years or something from all of these needs being met and they're all such fundamental human needs if you're bored all the time and you're not stimulated, that's just gonna make you feel like you have no direction, no purpose, you're hopeless. You start to slip into depression. If you're sad all the time, similar thing. If you're lonely, you just, you start to feel less and less like yourself and you shrink yourself and it's all just like not a great place to be in. So my invitation to you is really think, okay, what are the big emotions that drive me to binge? How can I actively enrich my life in a genuine way and not a forced way? What can I start doing that's gonna get me those needs met? So I'm not so driven to binge. Okay guys, that is it from me. I'll see you next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. If you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life, change someone's day, change their mood, or even their life, be that person. I know I love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me that she's really thinking of me and wants to help me elevate my life alongside her as always feel free to dm me on instagram at at free with breed i'm always open to feedback so let me know what you want me to speak about what you love what you want less of this podcast is for you after all last but not least here's how to win a one hour one on one session with me enter my monthly draw by sharing this episode or any of the episodes you've enjoyed whether it's on your stories or on a post, and just make sure to tag me at Free with breed. Simple as that. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you next time.